recording. And, uh, yeah, so uh, our mutual friend, uh, Brian, the IRS guy, who everyone knows him as, who uh, he and I have, have been in, uh, ver- we've never once met. There, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah you sent me one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, but- yeah. He and I send texting fights every day. Yeah. And he he told me when I first had him on, it was a while ago, actually, about you. And the only thing I know, we spoke briefly on the phone, I mean, like a couple months ago. And um, the only thing I know about you is that you were at the Mandalay Bay shooting and I think, it was that, October, November 2017? Uh, October for Stephen Paddock uh, killed 59 people, including himself, and injured... 58 and a half. 50, including him. Yeah. Um, he injured, I think, 500 with direct fire and over... I read just this past weekend over 800 indirectly. And that's all I know about it. And for everybody listening, um, uh, Aaron's going to tell his story and we're going to talk about it. And as we just spoke before this, just like when I talk about coronavirus or yesterday, we talked about 9-11 conspiracies with some FBI guys. None of this is to disrespect anyone that has passed from these events. It's he's going to recap his story and I don't know, maybe we get into conspiracies, maybe not. Regardless, it's not to shit on the grave of anyone who did die. It's a discussion. But it is important to emphasize that because you never know, you know, it's you never know who, who was where, right? I mean, I've, I've had on firefighters who were at Ground Zero. So even when I do 9-11 conspiracy episodes, there's still like a, I still have to be sincere in knowing like, hey, I, 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 I had a guest on there, I think 77, Tony Tedeschi. Whose like best friend was killed like in like in the rubble like it's so I I can't make light of it, but I've now been running my stupid mouth for longer than I should. So how about you introduce yourself, man? Yeah, my name is Aaron DeView. Um, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. I moved here in 1989, originally from Lansing, Michigan. Um, yeah, I'm a bartender in Las Vegas. Been bartender for about 34 years. I've been fortunate enough to be uh, surrounded with some friends who are um, good country western fans and yeah we um uh let me let me go back to what you just said um you know you can do a a podcast all you want to and then worry about disrespecting people as a matter of fact this is just the opposite this is to show some respect and some story um i think from from a victim who was there that represents a lot of them um that maybe haven't been able to share their story but um, would like to and haven't had that opportunity. So I, I hope <clears throat> I speak on behalf of all of them, um, you know, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, that was uh, every year we've attended that event. We've always been fortunate enough to, to get um, you know, VIP tickets. And the reason why that matters is because I was able to park in a, in a specialty parking lot that's right behind the venue. Uh, most everybody else had to park off-site. Um, but um yeah we, we've attended the, the event every year um jason aldean obviously was singing at the end and um we were there that was our third and final night uh first two nights were kind of you know the weather wasn't the best it was nice out but it was kind of windy so um you know sunday for whatever reason we you know uh, kind of uh i told the story once before um uh, something about that night was just just different. It was peaceful, but um, I had friends. Uh, eight of us took took my truck, uh, went down to the to the concert. Um, 
just little things kind of pop up that that you would never pay attention to as much until after it happens that kind of they meet they have a you know a, a much more impact and much more meaning um for example you know, walking into the venue i've always um you know family my family's been very respectful to uh first responders since 9 11. Um, so we walked in the venue and we, we talked to a couple of the officers, shook their hand, everything else. And I actually talked to one of them and uh, let him know that, it, hey, man, there's, there's a lot of naysayers out there right now, but we, we appreciate what you do. Thank you for everything. And, and, um, we, uh, you know, we appreciate you. We're, we're outnumbered voicefully, but, uh, but not, not by heart. And, um, we all support you. So don't forget it. It was interesting because he said it was, you know, just thank you for that. You know, we, we get that once in a while, but it's just nice to know tonight we don't have to worry about that at a venue like this. And, and that was before the concert had even started. Um, so now uh, we get to the event. Um, just the concert's going great. Vibes are good. Everybody's having a, just a great party time, right? So, um, starts to get dark and Jason's singing and, and, um, of course you could library seen probably highlights of the, what happened after that. Um, personally, I was different than a lot of other people because I just sat there. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Why, why somebody, you know, playing a, you know, a, a nasty joke and trying to scare everybody. This is ridiculous. And, and, um, so I kind of sat, sat there and all just not hadn't quite processed the whole thing just seemed odd to me and the next thing that happens is the people falling all over the place and blood you know out of coming out of people and stuff like that and i realized um i was mistaken it was this is real this is this is the real deal um to the point right then it's like once once we start running we all run and uh, a couple of girls with us left their purses and just just took off um I don't want to. Sorry if I stumble. I'm not a real, <laughs> real good speaker. No, no, so dude, no, you're fine. Go, go, you do whatever you want. But man. Uh, um, so you know, we leave the event uh, from where we were at, and where we were at was a, a three three story um, with the railroad cars that are made out to be like a VIP suites, mm-hmm. and um, we're in that area where we were supposed to be sitting up top. Um, we, we ended up showing up late because the two people we took the night before had too much to drink. So we uh, we had to find two other people to take their spot, and gladly they did, but we, we ran late. So where we normally sit, which one of the side seats was, um, some other people got our spot on the top of the, the top of the suite, the third floor, um, top of the building. And um, so we ended up having to sit somewhere else. Ironically, the lady that sat in, our, in two of our seats ended up getting shot and... Um, so just a lot of, you know, coincidences or, um, you know, depends what you believe in life and, and uh, whatever. But uh, later that comes to be just another small little um, step. Just yeah. made the difference of whether you're here or not. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we, um, we left, all ran from that, the table where we're at where we were sitting and as we were running away from the street, we didn't know where we were at. It's a, you know, the process at the time I can remember thinking, you know, there's two or three shooters now in, in the middle because of all the gunshots and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a, a huge, I've never went out and shot guns to play and to have fun and all that stuff. But, um, 
but hearing all the bullets, I just assumed there was a couple of people possibly on the grounds. So we didn't know where, you know, where the shots were coming from. But uh, uh, most people ran to to Las Vegas Boulevard. I, I think naturally you, you ran to the direction where you came from, but which entrance you came in. So ours was on the opposite side in the back. Um, of course, that's where my vehicle was too. But we, as we're running, we run away and um, the the bullets start coming and we, we all duck for cover and we have a little spot by a little concession stand, serves drinks and whatever. Um, and we get there of the eight of us, there's, I think two had already left earlier in the day because they had to go. So now there were six. So of the six, one of them was, she, she went underneath the bleachers instead of, instead of, uh, or the steps where we're at instead of coming with us. So there's five of us and we had to go back to get her, end up getting her, came back to where we were trying to duck again. And all that place, that spot's taken. We ended up running farther about um, two thirds of the way to the back. And um, there's another concession stand probably, uh, you know, on, on the way back, we, we stopped there. And then the stage lights came on and floodlights just, you know, the music stopped everything else. It just brightly, brightly just opened up the whole grounds where people were, uh, the general admission in front of the stage. And it was crazy because we, when we got down there, it's, it's just such a uh, pivotal pivotal point and just so graphic for me. The hard part was is looking back. Um, while we were down, people were running by us. You know, the girls are they're on their hands and knees, and we're kind of ducking down over top of them. And, you know, people weren't trying to hurt them or anything, but they're running so fast. We're just trying to guide people. It's like, hey, run, but careful the girls. You're stepping on their fingers and their hands, whatever. Um so there was a pause in the shooting and, and um, we had heard that as we were running over and I, I remember in the back of my head um, subconsciously, hey man, if there's a pause like that again, that's our chance to run again. So wait till the shooting stops and we'll go. But I looked back towards the front of the stage and had a glance and it was just uh, hard to describe, but there were people that were shot all over that area. And the people that were shot, everybody ran and skedaddled out of there in, in, in seconds, not a minute or less, maybe two minutes for some of them. But there was just piles of people. And what that pile was, it looked like a teepee. And it was really odd because it's somebody who had been shot, one or two people, and the family members and friends and the support system was, was, was with them trying to figure out, now what do we do? The shooting's happening. And everybody else has ran from the from the, the grounds, and they're still there, not able to get that person out, trying to figure out their, the injuries, uh, what have you. But they're still in harm's way. So, but looking back, it wasn't it wasn't so much that that bothered me. It was just how many of them there were. Um, you know, with with ten thousand people out of that venue, and, and you know, probably a couple hundred people still in there you know, piled up like that, those little spots all over. It was, it was pretty significant. But um, anyway, so from that point, we we uh, we were looking over, trying to figure out where we're going to go next. And there's a gate out the back. But before the gate, there's a there's a, um, a big square area of about probably 50 porta-potties. 
and it was all gated in, fenced in, and there was only one way in there. Now, it seemed like a good place to go because you have a bunch of obstacles to, to hide behind or in or whatever else. But what really freaked me out was this guy could come around that concession any given second, and he's poor guys, still not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got guns, and we don't have anything. We're, you know, you're kind of helpless. So, but what was worse was going into a one gated area where you have an entrance in and the same exit as the entrance. So you're in, you're locked in. Now you're there, you're there for good. You're not going anywhere. So um, split second decision was just, as we're running towards that, we just screw it. Let's just go around it, get to the gate. Let's get out of here and get to my truck. So we did. Um, got to the back and where the back of the venue is where I went out, there's there's a small little, um, it's a, it's a road, like a two-lane road, but that road is kind of a, it's hard to explain. It's not a, a normal travel road. It's kind of an access road, and it gets you to a, a, a church, the church obviously being closed, but that parking lot was used for all the metro vehicles to park. Then there was a dirt lot, and that was all for um, handicapped and some VIPs that had passes to get in there, and then another lot, and that's where all, that's, now that's parallel to the stage and that's where all the buses were so the artists could stop in, um, change, get ready, whatever else, or, or go into afterwards. So those those are the three parking lots. And on the other side of that is a wall and that wall separated the airport. Las Vegas McCarran Airport was, um, was right there. A lot of people jumped that wall and ran to all the way down the runway, all the way across. Um, it's, you know, and imagine what the airport's thinking. I've heard those stories. They're like, hey, we got a bunch of people running yeah. out of tarmac. This is, you know, they have every right to be shot Absolutely. for, for yeah. doing what they're doing. It's federal ground. Yeah. So, Fuck. Um, but everybody knew something was going on and everybody's getting a lot of different messages and um, planes that had to stop flying and, and whatever have you because people are all over the place. But that's a whole nother story. But uh, so we ran out that back and, um, we're out back there. It's just uh, I, I described this as as a pivotal point for I think people that were injured, hurt, or shot. That um, when they got out the venue, it's like okay, you felt like you had you're you're in less of harm's way, significantly less. So at that point, you know the first thing you do is you know you you fall off a hill, you do the whole body check, see if things broken or hurt or whatever else. And then there's people that have been shot. The adrenaline had kicked, you know, kicked in so much that now that they had a chance to calm down, they're, you know, they're kind of falling in the street and behind the venue as well. So the ones who weren't shot were, were, were significant and knocked them down. These people are shot the arm, leg, whatever else. And they're, and they're, they're back. They're still unable to move, but they're bleeding pretty good and, and whatever. So we get to, we get to the back and, um, because of all the chaos, there's a lot of emergency vehicles and stuff, um, public vehicles, whatever, just, just got everything blocked. And the, the way to get into the, the dirt lot where we were at was completely filled up. So we got to the corner of that fence and it's a, you know, those utility fence that they wire up and put together and about there's seven, eight, nine feet or whatever. We're, um, we got to a corner and there's a few of us. We didn't, we didn't know what to do. So, you know, we have no way of getting my vehicle unless we take the fence down. But this fence isn't coming down. There's no way. You know, that's kind of what you're thinking. But um, but we got nothing loose but to push that fence. And I just ride that thing because the adrenaline that we had going, that thing came down like nothing. 
it wasn't it wasn't about um being strong or tough or big or anything like that it was about adrenaline and 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 the, and the the intensity that was going on drew so much energy that it was just a piece of cake so we get back there i get in my truck and as we're driving out we, we come out that same spot where we tore the fence down it was the only way out um there's not too many vehicles moving at this point um it was probably i don't know how for some reason i feel like i was the only one that had had transportation that was actually you know the, the get out of that vent that, that area but as soon as we got out there's a guy in, on the ground with another guy who's laying there and he's trying to help him out i don't know if they're friends or whatever but um everybody's screaming in the truck and you can imagine complete chaos um but we i, I stopped on the window hey man can i help you out like, yeah, can, can you get him in your truck i'm like yeah man let's load him up um i think fight or flight kicks in and if you, you want to run out of the venue and and run for the run for cover there's uh there's nothing wrong with that but um you know I, i'm not gonna drive over around anybody sure. at this to get out of there so i think the natural instinct was not being a hero was just do whatever needs to be done next it's throwing them in front of my face it's not about I don't think I had had that much choice. Yeah, people would argue that, but whatever. So we loaded him up, and as we're loading him up, a whole bunch of other people started coming, and they got people they're they're carrying or holding or whatever else. And and um, at that point, this um, guy shows up in a wheelbarrow, and he's got a girl laying in a wheelbarrow, and she's she's looking at me pretty vibrant, and you know peaceful i mean you know maybe a little in shock or whatever else but she's in a wheelbarrow i don't know why but but uh, i'm looking at her and um a little sweat on her brow and stuff and and um i look at her and he's just talking to her trying to calm her down and not much change but i'm thinking i'm doing what i need to do for her while we're loading everybody else up and he asked me to put her in a truck and one of the people that was with us my buddy comes around looks at me looks at her and then looks at the guy that's with her and says, hey, man, how long has she not been breathing? He said, about eight minutes. Sorry, dude, she's gone. So, yeah, sorry. Are you good? She ended up being the youngest of the 58. Um... A lot was missing after that. Had um, you know, my focus had, had I don't it was complicated. Just kind of changed direction, fifty different directions. Probably didn't know what to do. Um, but we loaded up, a, you know, whoever else we could get. <laughs> As uh, my my truck, everybody's in the back. I had a Toyota Tundra. It got shot too, and I'm being told by a guy who ran up my truck so fast. He hit the, the door of my truck, puts a dent in my truck. He says, dude, stop. you got to get more in there. I'm like, man, take who I put him in. Get him yeah. in there. We need to load this up. I'm like, I'm loaded. And everybody else is yelling. Like, we, we don't have any more room. We can you know, stack on top of each other. But um, I ended up seeing that guy later. And he said, while we're having that talk and trying to get more people in the vehicle, and that's when the vehicle got shot. So um, another ironic deal there um 
crazy. But uh, so at that point, we have everybody we have, and um, we're driving down to the end of that access road. And that, at the end of the access road is where all the ambulances were that were trying to get in and couldn't get any farther. They just made uh, triage right there on the side of the road. Now, there's another black truck that was out there. It was commandeered and took a whole bunch of people to the hospital. That's not me. And a lot of people get me confused with that person. Say, hey, yeah, I've seen that. I'm like, no, I'm not. That's, I'm not that same guy. So I want to make sure we're clear that I'm not trying to portray myself as somebody I'm not. Um, so we get to the end, and and um, having having everything that happened with that girl, um, I'm in a different spot emotionally than everybody else in my vehicle. But and they didn't know that at the time. So of course it looks. Looks like I could have done a lot of things differently. Questioned about it, not understanding, you know, where I was at, where it happened. But uh, anyway, so we uh, got them to the end of the road, unloaded them, and I'm like, I got to go back. You know, I got to make up for what was just lost. So we. big argument in the vehicle about me staying or us staying. At the time, it was all of us were going to stay. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Take the truck, whatever. I'll stay. You guys go ahead and I'll catch up with you. I'll get home. And um, at that point, my girlfriend, uh, she gets a phone call from her daughter. She had left a couple hours before. And she's screaming, of course, at the other end, worried about her mom and, you know, what's going on. And everybody's trying to process the whole thing. And, uh, so at that point, of course, my reaction, my, my focus changes again. It's like, okay, where's she at? Let's go. I jump back in the truck and we drive to go get her. And she's down the street about a mile. And uh, we get to her and focus has changed, but um, still kind of regret not going back. If, I, if I'd have known she was a mile down the street and she was safe, I wouldn't have left. But, uh, Sorry, I'm tapping on a pen. No, no, dude, uh, you're, you're fine. You do, you do, yeah. Yeah. So um, from there, you know, we just I'll get home, and I just the amount of vehicles flying down the street, just unmarked cars, like from everywhere, and they're coming in from Arizona, California, all over the place. It was just, just completely crazy. During that time, we were we were running out. We had heard. Um, there was three shooters from three different hotels. And, you know, that was just like anything else, man. Yet people are taking the information they got yeah. and they're trying to spread it with accuracy. <laughs> we get the information. Hell, we, we didn't know what was going on. Remember, it was five shooters, five hotels. And then it was, you know, come to find out um, that was a. Yeah. Uh, shooter from one ho- one of the five hotels is what they were saying so i don't know i don't know about the conspiracy theory i, I tell you you know the, the kid that that we loaded first um he had three bullet wounds within four inch diameter just above his belly button so you know he's alive you know the girl in the wheelbarrow. She ended up. I mean, I didn't see anything. You know, I didn't see any any wounds or nothing. Couldn't figure out what was going on. But come to find out later, to explain both of those, um, the gentleman, the bullet hit the ground and split in three pieces, and that's how he got. That's how he got hit. Um, but the girl got shot 
through the shoulder on the side, um, hit a major artery, hit her spinal cord, went out the back. So I'm not, I'm not going to see any of the, you know, the damage there, but so got a lot of explanations. Um, sir, I just, one of the weirdest things that happened after that was, uh, being empty. I, I tried to find, uh, uh, some sort of purpose and figure out, you know, how does life begin? Found an earring and tried to try to find out who that earring belonged to. Didn't find find out who the earring belonged to, but I ended up finding the family of uh, ended up being Bailey Schweitzer. Um, some people say it wasn't her. Some of the stories um, doesn't make sense to other people, and I, it doesn't matter. So I mean, it can be questioned all day long, but. I believe that's who it was until somebody tells me otherwise. Um, we ended up, uh, my daughter came, was in town and we went down and you know, ironically, it was the third night of the event. Her birthday is the 29th of September. She's supposed to be there and she um, made other arrangements. She couldn't make it, but, um, but she ended up coming in after that whole deal. And we went down and, I uh, went to Bailey's funeral in Bakersfield, California, and met a bunch of people, and they all welcomed us and stuff. And, and I don't want to get into all that because if they see this, is it's, it's kind of disheartening. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. I'm trying to I'm trying to show them respect, and I hope they hear my story. There were some survivors that actually got together, a group of girls that uh, that questioned everybody on Facebook. So I have a lot to say to them yeah. <laughs> because um, the rumor has that they went to the family and said I was a fraud. What the fuck? Yeah. So we have, uh, you can talk about conspiracy theories all, all you want to, but this is an opportunity for me to say, I, I don't, I didn't ask for this, mm-hmm. you know, don't wish it upon anybody, but, uh, um, there's some girls that, uh, raised money, never produced the merchandise, on behalf of Route 91, um, took charity money, said they were something they weren't, and that's some, really dude. That's some evil I mean, shit. Yeah, and they were so they were so concerned about who they were. Then uh, I changed the whole story when I started talking about all this, but but um, give me a chance after everything has happened for me to to tell you that I guarantee you they'll get this podcast and I'll have a lot to say. That's okay, karma. Yeah. They'll get what they deserve, but yeah. I just, you know, just hope they do the right thing and make learn from their mistakes. And I didn't mention any names. Mm-hmm. Not going to do that. Uh, um, but uh, it was interesting. Bailey, even though she was gone, indirectly, she, she saved my life. So I can only thank the family. Yeah. And if you hear her story and the family story, um, she was a vibrant girl, uh, full of life and just a peaceful, good person. They said the good Lord takes the good ones and that'd be a good example. But uh, she had a lot. She, she was doing a lot that night, too. So she had a lot of uh, impact on some of us and if not just me. And so I thank them for that. Yeah. Anyways change the subject or something move on <laughs> no, no man that that was oh, I'm sorry. no no dude that was that was absolutely that was absolutely incredible um i hope i'm not cutting you off because i think we have a little bit of delay between the video so i i don't know when 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 you've stopped um but no it it's uh it's always very easy for me to, right because i'm 
30. I'm, you know, I'm a jackass. I have this podcast where I get to talk about whatever I want and I can have on you and the next day I can have on someone else. And, um, it's, it's, it's so sometimes I need to be brought back down to earth because, because when I, when I talk about conspiracies or something like a 9-11 conspiracy and then I have on my friend Tony Tedeschi who was a firefighter on 9-11 it makes me realize like this isn't all some abstract thing that I can just talk about without ever having to touch it in reality so having you on here and hearing you tell your story you know the vibe I kind of get is the vibe I kind of get from your side is you know, you, you don't care if there's a conspiracy. You don't care if there's, you don't care what the, yeah, you don't care about the, you know, is it this or is it that? It's like, you know what happened to you and that's, that's all you're concerned with. I mean, okay, if, for instance, I've told this story a hundred trillion times, so anyone on the podcast is probably pulling their hair out. I lost a sibling to suicide in 2014. I've often thought, what if someone ever asked me, you know, do you think it was a suicide or what if your brother was offed by... And I often think, like, I don't give a shit. Like, the pain's the same. Um, so, no, man, I, I do appreciate your story. I do appreciate hearing your side from it because it's... Right, why Why would you give a shit about a conspiracy? It's like, dude, the... You know, the, the dead woman in the wheelbarrow is just the same. Like, the PTSD is just the same. Like, the funeral is just as tragic. The people scamming to get money is just as evil. Like, what does it matter? I mean, it does uh, matter, but... I don't, I don't want to lose focus by mention, mentioning the girls. It's kind of like a, a, no, no, a no. shameless plug for me to sit there and say, hey, um, <laughs> sorry you guys went that route. I don't know why you did it, whatever. But um, you're right, because um, at the end of the day, nothing's changed. There's no explanation that makes anything okay. Um, doesn't bring anybody back. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change the pain. I will say, though... Um, I imagine you, um, with your brother, if it wasn't suicide, that was a exclamation point explanation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you have answers, and you're entitled to those. Sure. Um. Sure. So for that reason, to to I mean that doesn't change my position. Um. I'm still here. I didn't lose a loved one. I. Um. I seen you know I, I seen the impact of what had happened, but there's nothing. Um. There's nothing about um, Paddock. I barely remember his name because I care. I could care less. I, Fuck you know, that guy. we'll call him Bob. Yeah, yeah. So anything but uh, yeah, anything, anything but his but, name. Call him anything Bob. Anything but respectful. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely not normal. No. But anyways, uh, yeah, the conspiracy part. I tell you, I've heard, I've heard thirty-three. I think I counted, believe it or not, different theories. I didn't pay attention to him, but I will tell you the one thing that's very significant about those theories. They're also drastically different. It could only have been one of the 33. Correct. It's... I, I, Dude, I'm not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I'm not going to figure it out. I don't want to spend the energy on that. I had, I had my energy needed to be spent elsewhere, yeah. and it was... <laughs> And I'm proud of that. And I was never a bad guy. I'd say this. I was never a bad guy before. But it's made me a better person. I don't wish it upon anybody. And I'm sorry for people who lost someone. But, um, you know, shit happens in our life. We all have junk. Um, And this will uh, help me to, you know, kind of figure out 
whatever's ailing me it needs to be fixed i think i've done a job with all that so i'm a better person because of her and and what's happened so yeah man says so if we cut off i'll have to charge and we'll do it we'll, we'll continue if you want so just letting you know you, you said your phone's low but that, we'll keep going until it goes off. Yeah, so. let's we'll, we'll let's ride this till the wheels fall off, and then we'll we'll do a part two. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's uh, yeah, we have a video delay, so when when you're finished talking, your your mouth. So if you see me not looking at the camera, it's because it's throwing me for a loop, um, <laughs> and my face is doing it too. I'm listening to you talk, and I'm watching my mouth move. The whole thing's weird. So I'm looking off to the side. Um, this is like the pat in your head and <laughs> doing that. I'm like, all right, this this is but one of those old. These movies, yeah, no, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right. The bad dubbing, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the Japanese moving, but it's just like a southern drawl, and it's like I was there, as it's like a, as it's like Bruce Lee talking, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's, I, you know, I, I often, me and my brothers say that about, uh, about our oldest brother. We say, wouldn't wish it on anyone, not, not, in, I wouldn't wish it on, I wouldn't wish it on Stephen Paddock, Bob. But it did happen to me, and man, is has it been the single most instrumental and educational tool of betterment? You know, I don't think I was a bad person before, but man, if it is not just well, look at you now, yeah, if it is just not like cleared your mind to like know what is important in this world and what is not. I mean, it's just. And again, I don't wish not. It, it's it's a weird catch twenty two because it's the single most be, it's the single most beneficial and educational and uh, maturation inducing thing that's ever happened to me, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. So it's a weird catch twenty two. But it's if we I want I want to swing back before your battery dies. It's it is an odd thing what you were saying about going in that night and it was peaceful. I mean, if you read from multiple different testimonies of. Uh, of the day the Titanic sank, they all said that night they're like, this is like the, this is the cleanest, most smooth, uh, ocean they had ever seen there. I mean, they were writing about it. Like, this is absurd. Like this is a once in a lifetime thing. Um, on the morning of September 11th, pilots call it severe clear. It's where there's almost zero, uh, mo- well, not zero. It's impossible moisture in the air, meaning it's not just clear skies. It's the, the actual term is severe clear, meaning, your vision is limited by the curvature of the earth. Um, there are odd things about days like that where where multiple people will say, like, there was something about that day that was just beautiful. And I, it's, it's such an odd thing because, right, you'd think that there would be some sort of darkness, some dark foreshadowing. But instead, on the days of these massive tragedies, people often report just like a tranquility beforehand and not even in hindsight because your brain obviously is now all mixed with emotion but people do report like before it being like there's something about today that's just beautiful and to me it's it's very it's it's curious to hear that do you have i mean i'm just trying to think that's you know well what would that be yeah my thought uh, that might be Look, I'm not. I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. So, devil's advocate, I could say um, maybe that maybe that's our healing mechanism sure. is to say it was you know, beautiful. Hey, if it was ugly and dark and cloudy and everything else, it, it, it'd be more fitting mm-hmm. and make 
a better explanation about what happened after that. That's not, you know, that um, I, I guess first thought on that would be, yeah, well, gee, it should have been a dark night. It should have been lightning out there. It's been, it's been crazy, whatever else. It's kind of like, it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah there's but I'll tell you, yeah. that's the part of the healing process that says I needed to be that way. But yeah. I'm going to tell you, dude, I, I don't remember anything about that night that I can say negative. I, yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Not because of the comparison of what happened afterwards, just because, really, because the two nights before that were windy as hell. Yeah. One night we're up there and was heading in the direction that the barbecue that they were cooking out there and they're selling was blowing in our face. Yeah. Uh, night before that, it was windy and, and the um, it had the effect of the speakers and the sound. Yeah. So now Sunday night has neither one of those were happening. And, yeah. And, uh, of course, the talent of the music's better um, towards the end of the evening as well. Sure. So that has a lot. Kind of sure. like a good bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, you have a good right? bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spend, I spent... I spent a hundred dollars on two bottles of wine. I had hell yeah, man. One, I had one with some good friends. And it was the best bottle of wine I've ever had. Okay, I had the other bottle, of the same brand. I drank it by myself. It wasn't near as shit. It wasn't near as good. Well, yeah, it was just the experiment goes with the with the taste and the senses and everything else. So that's, anyway, that's, no, no, no. It's it, it's, it, and I have often thought about that. Yeah, is that just a coping mechanism? Does your brain look back at it and gloss over and call it beautiful? But the weird thing is, is about I, th- I can't remember the. I think it was, I think it was April fifteenth, nineteen twelve, when the Titanic sank, which I never thought about before. That that was the date I lost my brother. Obviously not nineteen twelve, but the reports of the of the otherworldly calmness are from before the iceberg. Like they're from people that had like sent out telegrams or to other ships or people that had written in their diaries that were saved before the uh, the ship went down. Same thing with nine eleven oh one, is there are reports from like news reporters and pilots like that morning prior to the hijackings of like, man, today is something special. And to me, that's the, I mean, what is that? I you know not not that you can know the answer, not to throw that on your shoulders, but I, yeah, I don't know. No, no. It's I mean, you know, I'm I'm someone that was religious for the first fifteen years of my life, not religious at all for the next fifteen, and I'm slowly kind of involuntarily moving back towards a, a believing state. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't control it, and I don't impose it on anyone. But I don't know. Maybe let's just, you know, who knows? Is that the sign of is that the sign of being watched over? I, I don't, and I know everyone that doesn't believe is rolling their eyes, and that's fine. Is that the sign of, like, hey, it's all going to be okay? Is that the sign of, like, you know, is that... I want to say, yeah. I want to say that, um, you know, I know because of the delay. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I want to say that, you know, what works for you? You know what I mean? Is it a coincidence? Sure. Okay, so what? It, it can be a coincidence and nobody else cares or whatever sure. else. But if it, if it makes you a better person, it can't be wrong, dude. Yeah. I am I want to give you an example. Yeah. So my my dad was, was uh, dying of Lou Gehrig's disease and he fought for three and a half years. And... Um, and we have the Mount Charleston here in Las Vegas, and it's about a 40-minute drive from the house. It's not that far, but it, um, the day my dad's urn gets delivered to my mother at the house, um, I decided to take a drive with my brother-in-law up the mountain. We go up the mountain. Um, I'm looking for driftwood. 
and I want to take a peaceful drive. That's an excuse just to get up, and just clear the head, and just enjoy the beauty of Mother Nature, right? So we get up there and um, uh, we pull over top of the mountain uh, near the top. We we pull over and I go down a trail and I go off the trail, buddy. I I don't know these signs and I got lots of them, um, but I found an urn of a sixteen-year-old girl in the mountains off a trail half buried stuck against a tree so hmm. coincidence okay fine yeah but why am i finding it that day why yeah you know what i mean no. right where i right at that time i there doesn't have to be an explanation and it doesn't have to be always a religious factor either I don't know where people are at in lives, and I'm not throwing it on them either. Sure. But some of those things, again, healing mechanism, right? Coping skills. That's necessary for me to believe. Look, my dad just died, and I want to. I want to respect and um, remember him and all that stuff. It makes for a great story, mm-hmm. and, I, and it worked. I think the line you said earlier is is beautiful. If it makes you a better person, it can't be wrong, and I'm. Um, as someone that was that was pre med in college, I got into pharmacy school and medical school. I did research. I I was a militant atheist for a long time, and the one thing I truly hated was when people tried to push their beliefs on me. So for anybody listening, this is in no way trying to push anything on anyone. But who knows? Maybe you're just an atheist and you view it as just is just physics and and coincidence. And well, cool. Then there's there's some beauty in that. Just like hey, what a coincidence! You found X, Y, and Z. You know, it's. But I, I do, yeah. Who, who cares? If it makes you a better person, who cares? If you truly, you know, if you, it's like uh, old firing squads. They used to it'd be like six shooters with five bullets and one blank. No one knew who had the blank, and therefore there was a chance you had the blank, and thus your conscience was clean that you didn't have to execute the prisoner. If you sleep better at night. Who cares? If it makes you a better person, who cares? It's so, but yeah, man, it's yeah, who cares? I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. And no one can take it away from you, no one can disprove it, no one can say that wasn't God, that wasn't Mother Nature. No one can take it from you. Only you can. Only you can let that go and, and deny it. And, and a lot of times, we we I think we all get those experiences, and we don't see them necessarily because we're not ready to see them, yeah. and for whatever reason. So, yeah. Um, yeah, can't be wrong. Yeah. Hey, uh, what what's your phone at? I, I want to make sure we don't get cut off. I am at very close. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm at percent. Okay. Well, hey, how about we wrap it up instead of it instead of it wrapping us up? It's uh. Let's take. Well, I'm not done yet, so yeah. we, we got to do this again. Well, absolutely. You know, no, it's what I said to you earlier. I, as I said, every guest doesn't have to be a, a one and done thing. I would absolutely love to do a part two. Let's uh, let's make sure let's make sure your your phone's charged up or iPad or whatever you're using. And um, Aaron, that was a beautiful talk, man. Thank you for sharing that. I know that was was difficult. I've had people share stories on this, namely Tony Tedeschi telling the story about 9/11. He was still tearing up 19 years later. Hey, man, I. I appreciate it. And like Tony, you apologize. There's absolutely no reason to apologize. Your apology is not accepted here. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that you told that story. And thank you for opening up and, and uh, making yourself uh, vulnerable and telling that story. 
and uh, thanks for coming on my podcast, man. I know I'm in a weird hoodie, and we're doing this let, on FaceTime. Let me, but let me end. Let me end this with with, with telling you that uh, I think we're we're at our best when we're the most vulnerable. There's, I think that's absolutely when the guards down. You have to be. Yep. Yeah. When the guards down, you just have to be your best person. It's whenever when when both people are out of ammo, you got to be like, well, we can't kill each other, so we might as well talk. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It's who knows, man. But um, Aaron, let's wrap this one up, man. I'll text you and we'll uh we'll put together a part two. Sounds good, my friend. All right, Thank you. Dog. God bless, man. Thanks for coming on here, and uh, yeah, I'll text you when it's up, and let's let's do another one. Yeah, God bless.